Now, you may remember the uh, Stanley Park bike lane. The temporary bike lane was set up in 2020 during the uh, pandemic uh, when cars were banned from driving uh, on park roads. And the Vancouver Park voted to remove the temporary bike lane along Stanley Park Drive back in February, say they're going to reassess and hopefully would build a new bike lane. Uh, but the temporary lane, which did shut off uh, one lane uh, along Stanley Park Drive, uh, well, it's uh, coming down. And on the weekend, protesters came out to share their uh, frustration and anger over the board's decision. Uh, as they say, the process to um, remove that bike lane uh, began this weekend. Joining me now to talk about the issue is Lisa Slakov. She is a park board liaison with Hub Cycling. Lisa, thank you for joining us. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks, Jeff. So walk me through uh, the conversation this weekend. I understand uh, protesters came out uh, yesterday uh, to share their dismay over the board's uh, park board's decision in regards to the bike lane. Um, walk me through sort of what's, uh, what's been occurring over the last 48 hours or so. Yeah, we... Um I'm with Hub Cycling. I'm the park board liaison, and we have been following um, the decision that was announced almost immediately after um, our municipal government changed last October um, to remove the bike lane in Stanley Park. We were in a state of shock then, and we still remain completely shocked with that decision. Since that time, there have been and a lot there's been a lot of talk a lot of um motions at the park board and decisions about removing the lane um but it's actually taken a meeting in mid february to finalize that decision to get staff out there figuring out how they're going to remove the lane to the tune of about 330 uh sorry yeah $330,000 and uh, that lane removal finally got started um, Friday night. So uh, a number of people who actually were still hoping that somehow the lane might be kept in just gathered and uh, Hub Cycling was there as well to express our deep dismay over the removal of the bike lane. Uh, what is wrong with removing the lane, if that's what the uh, present uh, uh, party, the ABC coalition, said they would do, number one, and number two, it's not like there isn't going to be a lane there. Uh, is this a question of these protesters and, and, and individuals who don't want to wait, or is it a question of it's the wrong direction in their mind to go? Uh, I think there's a lot of different responses um, there, Jazz, but basically, just at a really fundamental level, there not only was there a lot of talk about removing the lane or possibly keeping the lane or, you know, just a lot of confusion um, at those park board meetings and in the communications. Um, but we also simply don't understand the talk about putting in um, a permanent bike lane. Uh, why would you remove something at $330,000 uh, we're still ma waiting for a mobility study for Stanley Park because right now mobility doesn't work well in Stanley Park. Um, and it's certainly not the, the bike lane, in my opinion, that's causing a lot of the problems. So this mobility study um, was launched as part of the, the greater planning process for Stanley Park um, a couple years ago. It was supposed to come 
to Park Board Commissioners for a vote um, early this year. Um, everything was ready. A lot of money had been spent on the mobility study. A lot of work had been done, tons of consultation and research. Um, and th- this study has completely disappeared. So we actually expected that the lane would be left in place um, while we found out um, the results of the mobility study. Now, one of the first things that the new park board did was to decide they were going to, quote unquote, reframe and repurpose the mobility study. Um, and we still haven't heard what that means. But there have been mobility issues um, in Stanley Park. There's no, there's no public transit except to get right into the very entrance of the park. There used to be transit all around the park dropping people off. Um, you know, there's the people talk about the seawall as being a great access route for people who want to bike. But if anybody's been out on that seawall in the summer, it's actually getting really dangerous because there's so many people walking and biking. People are falling off that little lip from the cyclist um, path onto the pedestrian path. There's just so many people. Um, we really need more alternative transportation um, ways in the park. Uh, what do you say to those that, look, you know, you took out a lane for these cyclists, uh, which impacted the ability of motor vehicles, uh, in some cases tour buses, in many cases for seniors to enjoy the park as well. Like I, I, I understand where you're coming from in regards to wanting to improve the cycling infrastructure in Stanley Park. But some have said that, you know, the, the bicycle lane there also impacted uh, senior citizens' ability to get in, motor vehicles to get in. It was more difficult that perhaps we do need to be focused on building a permanent bicycle lane. But at this time, we shouldn't be taking out a lane uh, in regards to uh, for, motor, for motor vehicles because it does impact the ability for many others to, to enjoy the park. Yeah, the question of equity and accessibility in terms of getting into the park, I think is a big one. And I think that there has been a lot of press um, about difficulties in accessing the park because of the bike lane. And, you know, I, I know that staff worked extremely hard ever since that bike lane was put in initially as a reaction to separating people walking and cycling um, in 2020 with COVID. Um, And then they discovered just how amazingly popular it was. So staff worked really hard. There was a lot of talk about um, great parking reduction and so on, but um, staff worked to the point where there really wasn't a parking reduction, um, where they really did put in a lot of places for people with mobility issues Um, able to get into sites and so on and what the what the mobility study which was reported on last July showed is that for example people have been complaining a lot about getting out of the park um, onto the the sort of causeway route heading into onto Georgia um, blaming that on the bike lane but the mobility study was showing that there have been problems with getting out of the park in a motor vehicle on that route for decades. It's not, it, it's not a new problem. So once again, equity and accessibility means to me not just a, you know, a private automobile that only certain people can afford and use, but a lot of seniors 
can't use a private automobile. A lot of seniors require other ways to get into the park. So I'd love to see shuttles and transit and biking. Um, you know, I, I know somebody who uses a hand cycle, which is, um, you know, he's mobility impaired and, and it's a low to the ground um, mode of transport. He can't use it on the seawall. It's too difficult to get around with all the people and other um, people biking and, and the bars across the path at various points. So he's been loving the Stanley Park bike lane. Finally, he can bike there and feel safe. So I, I think the question of equity and accessibility needs to be explored much more deeply. I'm speaking to Lisa Slackoff. She's the Park Board Liaison for Hub Cycling. We're talking about uh, the cycling lane uh, in Stanley Park. Uh, Lisa, if, as the Park Board said, this is going to move forward uh, and they are going to work towards uh, uh, you know, some sort of plan for a permanent bike lane, what happens in that time that uh, cyclists are waiting? Is it just a case of driving along the side of the, the, the main road going in through Stanley Park? Is that where uh, cyclists will be going? Uh, you know, there was a long period of time where obviously that road was mainly just accessible to people with motor vehicles and the, you know, and, and the brave cyclists is what I'll call them. Um, so I would say that the, the majority of people biking are going to be taking the seawall. And again, <laughs> if anybody goes out on a busy, um, nice day, you'll realize that it's no longer safe a lot of the time on that narrow seawall at certain points. Um, so that's just going to really add a huge crush of people who've realized how wonderful it is to access the park by bike. Um, the other issue on the seawall that we need to raise is that especially now with greater storm action um, and climate um, change and so on, the, the seawall is, is quite frequently closed. And at that point, it becomes a real challenge for people walking and cycling to enjoy Stanley Park period. Um, I think what you're going to find is that those same relatively brave cyclists will be going along the road, um, but all of those other family, um, people on hand cycles, um, people using a lot of different mobility issues who've been do using that lane are going to be looking to the, uh, the overcrowded seawall. Mm -hmm. uh, there has to be, of course, somewhere along the way, a happy medium has to be found, found in regards to those who cycle uh, and those who are still reliant on, on motor vehicles. Um, what do you say to the argument that, look, uh, this present government, municipal government that's been elected, the ABC Council uh, and Park Board, you know, clearly were elected by this silent majority that say, look, we have to go in a different direction. I don't think anybody's against providing cycling in Stanley Park. Uh, but this is the direction we're going to go in for now. Do you think there is a point where you can actually find a happy medium in this city in regards to this ongoing conversation and debate, and sometimes very polarized and very loud debate, of uh, cyclists versus motorists? Because I don't think it's black and white, but I do believe there is still a, a significant amount of of uh, debate and conversation in this issue, that it's it, th there isn't a clear solution and an easy solution either way. Yeah, there's definitely um, a, a lot of debate. I, I do think um, that the that cities all over the world and parks all over the world 
are moving and actually fairly rapidly um, toward a lower car approach for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, climate change is a huge issue. And here in Vancouver, we've declared a climate um, emergency and our transportation emissions are one of the top two, um, you know, polluters so or, or creators of emission here in Vancouver. So, you know, we actually have a huge obligation to look at ways of lowering our emissions on top of the fact that places all over the world are recognizing the, the, the livability, the greater safety of moving away from um, private motor vehicles. So we're not talking about eliminating um, motor vehicles. We're simply talking about finding alternatives. And, you know, in terms of the popularity and the way the vote went, um, with with respect to this specific um, lane in Stanley Park, a poll just last year that was reported on in business in Vancouver showed that 63% of Vancouverites liked the Stanley Park lane. So I, that's, again, another reason why, you know, we were so stunned by the decision to remove it at, at quite a huge cost. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I really appreciate your time today, Lisa, and I look forward to having you on again because this is an ongoing issue, Stanley Park being one of them, the broader conversation along the Broadway corridor as well, Uh, and it is not an issue that's going to go away, and and we do have to find some sort of common ground uh, on this issue for sure. Thank you so much for your time uh, uh, this Monday. It was really my pleasure, and thank you so much for having um, me from Hub Cycling on, Jazz.